Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series, and this is episode two of the new series, and it's going to be looking at a fascinating area around ego, imposter syndrome, and the human challenge of not being good enough. And it's a fascinating area because I believe that we all have to deal with these issues, and they can be incredibly limiting for us. I think a greater awareness and some coping strategies are useful for us all, and that's what we're going to be covering today in the episode. If we go right back to where this originates from, in my opinion, it's really about our survival instinct and the more primitive part of our psychology comes from our primal brain and the amygdala, which is the more emotionally driven side of our thinking of our psychology. And the problem is this can be very dominant. And some of you may have heard of the book by Dr. Stephen Peters called The Chimp Paradox, which is where he looks at the brain being split in three and there's a computer which has got the memory bank and then there is the human part of our psychology or our personality and then the chimp and the chimp in his book is this very emotionally driven part of our psychology and I think that's wrapped up in the survival thing and in his book he talks about it being very dominant and I believe it, it can be and I think the problem is as well in modern day life we don't necessarily understand the difference between things that are threatening in a more theoretical sense or in a modern sense and if you go right back in time to actually sort of fighting for your life being threatened physically for your life and so in fact interestingly I do a lot of coaching on presentation skills and the the fear of presenting is called glossophobia and it's driven very much by survival instinct in my opinion again I think when we go to stand in front of a group of people part of our psychology this more primitive part of our psychology doesn't understand the difference between speaking in front of a group of people and being threatened by a pack of lions so it gets itself totally confused and that's why I think that this less rational part of our thinking can take over and cause us all sorts of problems so we are all driven by this survival instinct and it can manifest in a number of ways. And I, think, I believe it, ego, imposter syndrome, not feeling good enough are, are three of the critical ways in which this happens. And we need to look at some strategies for how we deal with this as well and how we calm ourselves and start to engage the prefrontal cortex of our brain, the more developed part of our brain that's more rational and, and reasoning and, and can solve problems. But let's start off by looking at ego then, because ego has a number of definitions and origins really, but the original definition is based on the Latin word I. And in psychology, Freud adapted the term ego to be the arbitrator between what he called the id, which is our emotional drive and impulses, and the more moralistic superego uh, part. But put simply, for me, Ego basically is um, a, a sort of instinct or a focus on our self uh, and our self-esteem and our self-worth. And often we see people as egotistical when we see them as being too fixated with self and their own needs and importance. And I, you know, I think that we all can observe that in other people and in ourselves. And I also 
I'm a great fan of Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and they both talk about the the sort of battle with ego as being our the competition between our true self and our full self and certainly referring back to the Chim Paradox book in there as I mentioned earlier Stephen Dr Stephen Peters talked about the human and the chimp and the human again being the true self so this is almost this core self the self that we were born as and then the full self is wrapped up in ego and egoic thinking now the problem with egoic thinking and ego is it will typically come from a place of lack it will be focused on where we are inferior to others so often our lack will be perceived in relation to others as well so we often can find ourselves comparing with others competing with others now to a degree competition is healthy obviously we've got sport and competition can seem to be healthy but we can become overly fixated with comparing with others contrasting with others competing with others and, and really that's just fueled by this survival instinct and again this sense of lack we can be very gripped within our thinking by this sense of lack and this this sense of this need for us to be important and to do something about us and to make ourselves almost feel superior to others and the ego can show up in, in us if ever we feel our self-esteem is being threatened so often we might see that if we give people feedback or if we receive feedback we can become very defensive quite quickly because again it's actually it's a survival instinct this defensiveness and it's almost like our uh, you know part of our psychology feels like we are being threatened our life is being threatened by what is being said to us because people are, are seeing our inferiority so we need to become more mindful of when ego is playing out and when we are being driven by this this sense of lack this need for our own self-importance and it's great to be the best version of ourselves isn't it and about continually growing improving but if we're constantly fueled by this place of lack and this need to be better than others that's when i think it can become healthy and also when we see ourselves through our accolades through our things the things that we uh, accumulate again we can we can again it's nice to have um, nice things nice homes nice cars it's great to receive awards but if we become overly fixated in that that can cause us problems i remember listening to a great interview with Eckhart Tolle where he was talking about being voted the number one spiritual thinker in the world and interestingly he said that those kind of accolades you need to drop like a stone really quickly because you can become too attached to them and again maybe that's quite an extreme point of view but we can over time become way too fixated by accolades and things and awards and yes a sense of ego can give us some drive but remember that it does also keep fueling this sense of lack this this place of discontent with ourselves and also a fixation on ourself solely and not being too concerned about others because it's just been driven by this sense of importance in ourselves so we need to be mindful of that very much so 
So if we move now from ego onto the concept of imposter syndrome, although they're very much related, and often in psychology it's called imposter phenomenon, and it actually originated in 1978 when there was a paper by Pauline Rose Clance and Susan uh, Imus, and their paper theorised also that not only this uh, this concept of imposter syndrome but also that women are more likely to be affected by imposter syndrome than men. And I must admit, in my work and just general going about things, I think that's probably probably the case. But it's also been said in research that 70% or more of us will experience imposter syndrome in some way, shape or form. And I think this is... This is probably the case. I'd probably say more than 70%, even if it's in smaller ways. And imposter syndrome can originate from personality traits, experience, experiences in life, experience of in our relationship with our parents. But again, it's really about, um, it, for me again, it relates back to him, the survival instinct because the imposter syndrome, again, is looking at where we are vulnerable and We've all been in that place, haven't we, where we've gone into a new job or we found ourselves in a new situation or we've been promoted or we've been in a situation where we start to doubt our talents and abilities. And here's the thing. None of us are ever 100% the finished article. And the perfectionists out there will be shuddering as I say that. But we're not. We're all on a a journey of growth. And I think it's really uh, critical that we understand that and that If we are, for example, promoted into a new leadership position or we've taken over a company or we're in that place where we own a company, all those different scenarios, or we're going in with a new client, we're not the finished article. And but it's about recognising our strengths, talents and abilities and not getting too consumed by the place again, a place of lack. And remember also, I think a lot of us, the way that we experience imposter syndrome is when we get overly fixated, for example, on where, um, where, you know, if we've got feedback and 95% of it is good, but we get overly fixated on the 5% where it's not so good. And we need to be much more focused on our successes, our abilities, the things that we do well. And I think also in life, we need to be much more receptive to positive feedback that we get off of the people as well. How often do people come up to us and say, you did a great job or well done or whatever, but we don't necessarily take that on board. And, you know, it's good, again, it's good to continually work on ourselves and improve ourselves. But again, it's better to come from that, from, come at that from a place of recognising our abilities and recognising we're on a path of growth rather than feeling that we're a fraud or we're in a place that we're not worthy of, which is fundamentally what imposter syndrome is about. So, and I think this is going to be even harder for people who've got more of a perfectionist streak because you will automatically think you should be the 100% the finished article. But I think it's important for us all to recognise we'll never be perfect. The things that we work on will never be perfect. The, our abilities in our roles will never be perfect. And it is about recognising that and continuing continue to work on it. But I think that we should recognise that 
the there's a great concept by Carol Dweck actually who's a psychologist and she talks about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset and again think that people with imposter syndrome will gravitate more to a fixed mindset and when you have a when you're at a place of fixed mindset then you do get more fixated in you, the fact that your abilities are what they are and you're not capable of Im improving and growing if mistakes come along you see them as something that you're really embarrassed about and not to be learned from if you have challenges you see them as roadblocks on the way forward where a growth mindset and again none of us are perfect either side here but a growth mindset is where you see yourself on a continuous path of growth never a finished article mistakes happen and you feel you can learn from those challenges come along and again they're to be worked through find ways to improve and grow and move through those and i think that this whole area of growth mindset fixed mindset really dovetails well into this imposter syndrome problem or imposter phenomenon because i think the more that we can get on the side of the growth mindset and seeing ourselves as continually moving forwards then i think it starts to conquer that and i think that it's really great also to take stock over time of our achievement successes the positive things because again going right back to the beginning of this episode i was talking about survival instinct we constantly our perspective of our world is constantly scanning for risks what could go wrong problems and so we internalize a lot of that and that's where a, a lot of these problems that we talk around this episode come from but if we shift our perspective on things more and start to see the good that we do and we start to develop a more optimistic outlook both on the world outside and also definitely on ourselves that can be really helpful and i think one of the things that's helped me over the years and i've touched on it in a in a podcast episode before is i continually journal about the positives in each day so i'll write down at least five good things about the day positive things about the day and i believe over the i think something like 13 years now i've been doing that it gives me a more optimistic outlook on the world but i'm not optimistic outlook on myself as well and my own abilities and i think it is getting in, into that place where we recognize the good in ourselves but the fact that we're not a finished article and we're not perfect and i think as with ego i think becoming more conscious of what's going on in our thinking is a really good stepping stone to actually lessening the power of ego imposter syndrome all these kind of things so i think actually becoming more conscious is a great starting point because then from that place you can start to shift your perspective on things and you can be your best coach and you can start to take your perspective that may be a rather negative one about you so i don't know you've moved into a new leadership role and your perspective is that you're a fraud that you're not capable of it but then it's about seeing yourself as hey i've just started and in a year's time i'll have learned an enormous amount and improved in that role and i'm going to work with other people to develop my skills it's about engaging the more rational as i mentioned the prefrontal cortex within our brain structure but engaging the more rational side of our brain and also reframing um, which is a similar concept to shift in perspective really but reframing our thinking so that when our thinking particularly about ourselves goes down negative paths it's shifting that into a more helpful perspective and a more realistic perspective 
as well. And again, fundamentally realizing with this imposter syndrome piece that we're all on a journey, we're all continually improving and growing. And I think it's recognizing as well that the person sitting next to you or standing next to you probably has exactly the same challenges with this kind of thing that you you have. You know, I said earlier, the, the researcher said 70%. I think it's it's actually higher, even if it's in smaller ways, that imposter syndrome can play a part at some point in your life. Maybe it's imposter syndrome in your belief of yourself as a parent, as a husband, wife, leader. There's all sorts of ways in sport. So there's all sorts of ways this can pan out. So finally, let's move on to the human challenge of not being good enough. And again, for me, very much ties into imposter syndrome and ego and very much comes from this survival position. Because if we are, um, if our survival thinking is quite dominant, then what I say, what we're looking at is potential problems, risks, position of lack. And if we're doing that all the time, we internalize it and then we start to look at areas where we are not good enough. And I think if we can come from a place of appreciating our qualities and our inherent goodness, you know, we talked about true self earlier, but our inherent goodness and all of the potential and capability that we were born born with and about really starting to release that, that's a much more healthy place because this don't, you know, if seeing ourselves as not good enough can cause us all sorts of issues because we don't see the growth in ourselves. We see others as good, but we see that we are inferior in comparison, touching back on the ego point of view. As I said as well, we will focus on the 5% that isn't right rather than 95% that is. And it is so important to keep looking at uh, our qualities, not in an egotistical sense, but in a sense of coming from an inherent goodness and our potential and our capability. And I think that journaling successes and positives like I was just touching on in the imposter syndrome session it just keeps reinforcing a different view of ourselves you, you may have come across the concept of neuroplasticity but our neurology can change shape and develop and grow we don't have a fixed neurology and so actually using our neurology in different ways looking at our strengths and where we are moving forwards can help with this damaging view that we are not good enough. And I think also this this translates into how we go into relationships. And first of all, if we look at the example of feedback, for example, if we go into any scenario where we're going to get feedback from a place, a very dominant place of not being good enough, it will trigger our defensiveness. It will make us feel insecure. But if we go into feedback already feeling that we are good enough as a person, but we're on a continual path of development and growth, then we accept feedback in a different way. And it is all about that fundamental starting position for us all, whether we see ourselves as coming from a place of not good enough or seeing ourselves as good enough as we are, but always looking to improve and grow. And the the question I would ask for you as well, I say, I often, listen to people when they talk about these areas like ego imposter syndrome not feeling good enough and some people will say that 
they embrace almost this feeling of not being good enough because it gives them that drive to keep pushing forwards and improve but what what i would ask you then is how would you feel if you were to translate that view of yourself to somebody who you really cared for whether it be your wife or your husband or your child even more so your child would you want your child to come from a place of lack and not feeling good enough so i challenge you that if that would feel uncomfortable to do that to a friend then why would you do that to yourself yes it's definitely good to keep growing developing achieving more in life but not from a sense of not feeling good enough because i think there are many many people who've been on that path and that journey of not being good enough and driven and trying to prove themselves but they never ever prove themselves because their fundamental starting point was wrong so think about how you would behave with others with friends family and how you would coach them and then it is about flipping that round in terms of how you coach yourself as well and sticking with this theme of, of relationships and the, and the position of not good enough there was some a really interesting concept called transactional transaction analysis that was originated by Thomas Harris and transaction analysis is interesting because it looks at how this not good enough position plays out in relationships and actually it said there are three positions in simple terms that you can take in a communication or a relationship and they are parent adult or child and parent is where we take the i guess the the modeling of how we've seen parents behave in the past and it can be a very judgmental uh, position as well if you move into a child position or child e ego status it's called in this then you are basically going back to historical experiences of being a child and often again uh, as a child we're told you know what when we're very small um, not to do this not to do the other and, and we're, we're reprimanded quite a lot and it comes from a place of powerlessness I would say the third state in transactional analysis in terms of relationships is called the adult ego state and that's where we are much more focused on the here and now so we're not fixating about um, past experiences of parent and child but we are much more um, fixated on the here and now and how we related to that other person and the thing is if we can trigger adult to adult relationships we'll have a much more purposeful and useful uh, relationship and a more mature relationship because the problem is if we go to parent ego state and start judging other people they may quickly flip into the child state and we can see this in personal relationships and work relationships as well but the more we move to that adult state focused on the here and now not a place of judgment not a place of power not a ch also not a place of powerlessness or defensiveness then we start to have relationships that are more mature and productive so throughout this episode we started with a look at the the foundations of where all this comes from this place of survival that we are a lot of our thinking is, is survival orientated and comes from a place of avoiding risks pitfalls problems and lack and we've looked at how this can impact right through our 
over fixation on ego and our own self-importance and our own self-esteem and self-worth through to imposter syndrome where we can potentially see ourselves as a fraud and constantly be looking at why we're not perfect for the position that we're in and concerning ourselves and fixating on that and then moving through into an area that links back into all of this which is this position of not being good enough and all of the difficulties and problems that can cause us not just for us as individuals but in how we relate to other people and the dynamics of our relationships so from this episode i hope you've taken away an improved understanding on what's going on in your own psychology with this kind of thing really when you're moving through this and often a lot of this is almost unconscious so becoming much more conscious when we are dropping into ego fueled thinking or behavior or or imposter syndrome when we're unconscious in that or we've dropped into that unconscious state of not feeling good enough and raising our consciousness above it and starting to become mindful of our thinking as i said being our best coach so shifting our perspective becoming more rational being kinder to ourselves as well as we go along and also realizing this is a really fundamental point that we have a choice in our thinking i think with a lot of these areas when we are being driven by ego when we've dropped into imposter syndrome where we where we are having that underlying feeling of not being good enough a lot of that is when we're not choosing how we would choose to think and how we would choose to behave we're almost having those choices making made for us and this is i say when the unconscious part of our psychology can take over so be more conscious and actually realizing we can have a choice so if we're going into an ego state we can realize we can pull back from that and say hang on i don't need to compare myself so strongly with others and contrast and compete with others yet i want to be a better version of myself but it isn't all about being a one-up on the other person and competing and contrasting all the time so we're bringing in that you know being our best coach and i think the other thing i would take away from the episode is our ability to help others so that we can recognize when somebody else is going into their own ego or when somebody when we know for example in our organizations that somebody's gone into a new leadership position and they're highly likely to be doubting themselves and suffering from imposter syndrome how do we help them see their worth in that position and their credibility and that they are you know they they're worth that position and knowing that a lot of people will be in that state of not good enough so as leaders and i've touched on this in in other episodes it's reinforcing the good that people do i said that marcio lasada the psychologist did a piece of research a number of years ago where he looked at the ratio of positive to negative feedback and ideally we should be around about three to one six to one as leaders in the feedback that we give other people because people really are fueled by positive appreciation they're almost like balloons and they inflate with that appreciation that we can give them so we can help others through all of this by recognizing when they may well be in situations where their ego poster syndrome not good enough feelings will come into play and helping them coaching them through that maybe even quite overtly saying 
I understand why your ego might be taking control here and you might be feeling vulnerable or imposter syndrome where I know that you've just been put in this new position and you might be questioning your abilities and your worth and, and how well you can do this. But I believe in you and you are not the finished article yet, but we're going to work together to make you that. I think we can do so much more for each other in a work scenario and in our personal lives as well in terms of helping each other with these aspects. But go away from this, go away from this realising that you are good enough as your starting point, but that you can become better and better and grow. But enjoy that journey. Don't do it from a place of questioning, doubting yourself, feeling that you are lacking because you are good enough and you have amazing potential. And I think the more that you get those three areas out of your way and just focus on enjoying your own personal journey, the more you'll actually achieve and the better person you'll become and probably become a more giving and helpful person. You'll be more focused on the we rather than the I and getting too fixated on self. I look forward to another episode with you soon. We're going to be getting back into interviews in 2021, hopefully. But we've got another couple of really interesting solo episodes lined up in the next coming weeks. So I'll see you then. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.